Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Coming from a Place of Love. Thoughts and prayers with everyone around the world, Philly, all the places where there's been a lot of um, death shootings and just, you know, unsafety, and we pray that the world can finally get it, that we don't want there to be more bloodshed. We want more life. We want more love. So my name is Shola, and I'm coming from a place of love this morning. This morning, um, I got asked a question, and it brought out a response in me, and, you know, went a little deep, and it did touch my heart. I was asked, you know, on a message board, um, basically, what attracts you to a man? And, you know, it's such an amazing question, and I think, you know, we should ask that question more, and even ask it in marriage. What attracts you to your husband? What what keeps you attracted to your husband, you know, we should ask couples this so that many years down the line, they can remind each other. And that's what I try to do is I try to tell the love of my life every day, how much he means to me, whether he wants to hear it or not, he needs to, because we're living in a society where sometimes you want to go inside and you want to go into yourself and not talk to anybody, cut people out, but you do need to hear these, uh, reaffirming words, these words that you know that you're loved, you're admired, and you're appreciated for what you what you are and who you are to somebody. So this morning, I also wanted to talk about how in love your perspectives could change. You know, when you first start out, you know, even in primary school or in grade school, you know, you you like somebody, you know, you really want to talk to them, so you start sharing things with them, whether it's a pencil, a eraser, a pen, whatever it is that you can share with them, you start sharing with them sweets, lunch, break, things, you know, you just establish a connection with someone, so you share with them automatically, you know, because your heart is close to them, but then if you notice, you know, the people we liked in grade school, we didn't, we didn't judge people by their finances, we didn't really look at it as, oh my God, he's got a He's got a, a, a mad set. He's the best. He's the one I want to marry. We didn't say, oh, he's got a protractor. Oh, that's the one I want to marry. We didn't say, oh, she's, she, she, she's carrying a, my little pony bag. I want to marry her. We didn't judge people by what they had. We judged them by their content, by who they were and how, um, how attractive they looked. You know, it was all about the face. It was all about what he wore. You know, you know back then... I'm talking in the 90s, you know, when people had shorts, people were wearing dungarees as kids, things that we liked, we liked in other people, things that we didn't have, they shared with us. So we were able to, you know, bond and love based on just sharing and thoughtfulness. It doesn't have to end. As we grow up now in today's society, as we get into the internet lifestyle and why, you know, why people far apart of finding love through communication and through different channels, you know, so it it shows you that, you know, we shouldn't forget those things like sharing and just generally caring about each other. But at the same time, we should understand that things are changing. So you will no longer be attracted to someone just because he's fine. Or you won't be attracted to a woman just because she looks good in makeup. You'll be attracted to somebody because their soul agrees with you, because their soul accepts you, because their soul allows you to grow. And I think about it, what are the things? So back then, I was so interested in fine face, light skinned, 
I didn't care about dark skin, but you know, like you, you just always wanted what you saw on TV, you know what I mean? So it wasn't something of, you know, like racism or anything. It was just attractive. What what looked good, you know what I mean? What looked good at the time and, and, and you didn't want a rough dude, you know, in the playground. Somebody who's gonna be scratching you and stuff like that. You wanted somebody who was prim and proper, you know, somebody who looked good but at the same time was you know, was fun to be around. So I remember a lot of the people I had crushes on were were half cast or you know were like light skinned, and then as I grew older, I started you know to to like people you know differently and just you know brown whatever color you know I started to just like people. I mean I'm saying like I'm not saying I started to sleep with them no. I started to like people, but I remember back then I was so attracted to light skin. And I used to say to myself, you know, they never used to pay attention to my ass. And that's why I'm telling you, and that's why I'm coming from a place of love, because I'm going somewhere. They ne- I was always around them. They just never used to look at me, right? Now, as I grow older, years and years and years, I, I still run into them once in a while. And it's just different. It's like there's no, like, you know, I... I don't feel them anymore, but I'm like, girl, what you, man, you need to be looking deep, you know what I mean, personality, you know, you need to be knowing about their humility and their kindness, because you can't eat a fine face, you can't put a fine face on the table and share it with your family, but you can put somebody who's humble and kind, you know, who's going to go out and get something for the family to eat and share it with you. And likewise, you go out, get something for the family to eat and share it with them. So that is love. So the things we're looking for, the perspectives change as we grow older. Is we're no longer looking at just the fine face, just the cars and the, the lifestyle. We're looking at the traits that are going to go down from generations to generations. And I'm going to give you this free. One lady told, or one guy told me yesterday when he visited me and he talked to me about marriage because he's going through a divorce and he let me know some advice. He said, when you choose a mate, when you choose somebody to marry, marry somebody who has a good mother, who has a kind, who has a lovely and appreciative mother. My mother-in-law prays for me. My mother-in-law and my mother are my anchors in life. They're my anchors through this coming from a place of love. And I promised him that I'm going to invite him on my show. Because not only is he like a, an uncle, mentor kind of person who's advising me, you know, in marriage. But also he's helping people in love who might be questioning if they are in love. Is that person humble and kind towards you? Forget about the influences because we're dealing with spirits and all sorts of things. So people can be influenced. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? A bitch will try to trap a man with medicine. You know what I'm saying? Because she thinks that's how her, you know, that's how she gets her security. But what they don't know is just like there's a beginning date, there's an expiry date for those kind of things. But real love doesn't expire. You know what I mean? It doesn't expire. It builds you up. So those traits, humility, kindness, those are the things we can pass down to generation to generation. That the name can be told and the name can be etched in gold. But the things like attractiveness, it's not. So that's why I want to encourage you. And I also want to thank 
the people in my life that show me real, genuine, authentic love. It's not about being in your presence and always feeling low. It's about being lifted up. It's about being appreciated. So now I'm understanding. Humility and kindness are the people that we should be hanging out with. They're the people that we should be visiting. They're the people that we should be having children with, should be talking to, people that we should be praying for. I love you to my love of my life, to everybody out there who's listening. Thank you for coming from a place of love.